Welcome, dumbheads, to MDC, the Mega Dumbcast. In this final leg of Season 5, I'm reading my way through every single goddamn page in The Revenge of Kang, the final module in the Time Warp Adventure series for TSR's Marvel Super Heroes role-playing game. And as I do, I'm identifying the dumbest thing on each page. Every episode is one page, every episode is short. The Revenge of Kang was written by Ray Winninger and was published in 1990. Today we're discussing page 51 of The Revenge of Kang. Today begins chapter 28, The Nom. This chapter is the beginning of our heroes, the 1960s X-Men, traveling in their newly acquired timeship to go prevent Kang from fucking up the origin of Iron Man. Well, guess what? They're too late. A malign force has already fucked up the origin of Iron Man, a malign force known as Ray Winninger. I'm sorry, usually when I lash out like this, I try to say the author because it's not personal, because I don't want to make a lot of accusations about creative people working under constraints that I know nothing about. I'm just, I'm upset today. It's my fault, because this is my least favorite kind of page, the kind of page that makes me very angry about things that I feel like other people aren't going to be angry about. It makes me insecure. That's why I'm acting out. I'm sorry. Let's start at the beginning. What the fuck is going on here? You'll remember that when we met up with and saved the X-Men from Kang, his plot to destroy them, they agreed to jump in uh, a spare timeship that we happened to bring along for plot reasons uh, the first time that we met the X-Men, and we split up uh, so that one team of heroes could go save one superhero at the same time the other team, the X-Men, was going to save another hero in the timeline, because we're always in a fucking rush when we're time traveling for reasons that have never been adequately explained. So the X-Men were sent by our heroes to go deal with the Iron Man situation during Iron Man's origin story. Here's the info on Iron Man from Kang's time computer. Quote, Iron Man is better known as Anthony Stark, an American industrialist and inventor. While visiting Vietnam to supervise the field testing of a weapon system he designed during the late 1960s, Stark tripped a Viet Cong booby trap, which lodged a piece of shrapnel in his heart and slowly began to kill him. Shortly after he triggered the trap, Stark was captured by a Viet Cong leader named Wong Chu and placed in a prison camp, where he was offered a deal. If Stark would agree to design a powerful weapon for the North Vietnamese, a surgeon would be summoned to operate upon him and save his life. Stark agreed, hoping to gain time and access to tools. Inside the prison camp, Stark met up with, it says here, Oriental physicist. As we now know in the 21st century, that is not a word that you use for people. That's a word you use for rugs. And honestly, if that's a word that you use for people, I don't trust your opinion about rugs either. So I'm not going to use that term. Henceforth, when the text does, I'll just say Asian, which... I know it's vague, but does not require me to go back to the Marvel Wiki to research the ethnicity of various characters, which is the kind of shit I've got to stop doing if I want to keep having a daily podcast that is daily. Quote, inside the prison camp, Stark met up with Asian physicist Ho Yin Sen, and together the two men built the first suit of Iron Man armor, which fulfilled the dual function of keeping Stark alive and providing him with enough power to escape the VC and head back to America, where he became a crime fighter. Mostly that is fine, mostly that is well-established material from Tony Stark's origin, except for Tony having designed the weapon system, the one that he's here to supervise, in the late 1960s. Now, the Vietnam War went for a long time, but I sure get the impression from the writing here that we're in like 1969 or 1970. It would really be a stretch to think that Tony Stark designed a weapon system, got it through prototypes, got it approved, built, implemented, and is now field testing it all in the course of 1966. Really, this has got to be 1967 or later. And as we'll see later, there's some circumstantial evidence 
for this being during the years of the Nixon presidency. So we're firmly in 1967 or later, I would say. We're probably in 1969 or 1970. And this is where the author's inexplicable decision to push the X-Men's origin to 1966 bites us in the ass. Here we are, a bunch of naive mutant teens from 1966, thrown years into our future into the Vietnam War to go rescue Tony Stark, who's deeply involved with matters of national security, military matters. He works with S.H.I.E.L.D. all the time during this period. In this new misshapen timeline that this module creates, Iron Man is not yet a superhero after the X-Men already have a year or more under their belts as superheroes. Remember that in their very first appearance, the X-Men went public. They stopped Magneto at Cape Citadel. That was a national news story. Between them and the Fantastic Four, superheroes are a thing. They are a known quantity, but they're still rare. Tony Stark would definitely know the X-Men if we're in a timeline where the X-Men still exist which I think we must be because this has to be later than their origin, which we've established is in 1966. And there is no timeline where Kang eliminated the X-Men. It's not even one of these cases where he went and almost killed them and then we ran in and stopped him like these other legs of the adventure. The Kang who was supposed to kill the X-Men never made it. He got lost on the way to kill the X-Men in the shitty pocket dimension. So we've now created a totally alternate Marvel continuity where the X-Men debuted before Iron Man. And then when Tony Stark was finally belatedly by standard continuity standards, captured in Vietnam, here come celebrity superheroes, the X-Men, to help him and save him. This has to have effects on the timeline. And I don't know why you would do this, like not just moving things later, but changing the order. It changes everybody's relative ages. Like suppose that you're playing Tony Stark in this module. You might be. He was in the West Coast Avengers. He's not one of the default player characters, but you would have thought up to this point that you know how old Tony Stark is. But finding out that Tony Stark is, I don't know, maybe two to three years older than Iceman, given that this weird-ass continuity that's being created moves all the X-Men shit earlier relative to the Iron Man and Avengers shit. I just, I cannot fathom why you would do this. It creates so many complications. What about Scarlet Witch? Some poor motherfucker is here playing Scarlet Witch, already having a miserable time trying to figure out how her powers work in this system and how she connects to all these 1960s adventures. Now you got a character who debuted in X-Men comics, but then made her big superhero career defining contributions and decisions in Avengers comics, how does it affect her age and her connections that they've dramatically distanced the X-Men and the Avengers in time and then swapped their chronology so that the X-Men stuff happened first? You're playing with this woman's life and it's not right. Her babies are already a demon's hands. What do you what more do you want to do to Wanda to make her life miserable and confusing? Anyway, that that's the dumbest thing in this page just because as we're gonna see, there are all these knock-on problems for making this pointless and deceptively huge change to continuity. But at some point, we have to get into what the X-Men actually see and do once they get to Vietnam. So here it is. Quote, you have materialized deep in the Southeast Asian jungle in the middle of the night. Judging from the noise, you get the idea that a major offensive is underway nearby. Mortar shells and rockets burst overhead, and you can hear the sound of helicopters wailing away in the distance. Your time ship is located behind a high ridge that looks out onto a marshy path that cuts into the jungle. Once again, our time ship's unerring ridge seekers have proven their worth. We always appear on a fucking ridge or in a tailor shop where the owner is on vacation. The ridge of the inner city. Quote, your time ship is located behind a high ridge that looks out into a marshy path that cuts into the jungle. According to the dates included with the data in Kang's sphere and the time ship's chronometer, the heroes have materialized three days after Tony Stark was captured by the Viet Cong. Then in an event taken directly out of the Doctor Who serial War Games, which I think was a major inspiration for the previous modules in the series as well. As soon as we step out of the time ship, 
we find ourselves in the middle of a mortar barrage. There are some random rolls, we find out who might be hit, we dive for cover, and then after a couple of rounds of shelling, the big infantry assault begins, and that's where we'll pick up next time. It's an awkward page break, an awkward scene break, because we're not really going to see the consequences of fucking around with Marvel continuity until next page at the earliest, and we might not even get to talk about it then, because this shit is going off the rails immediately. It turns out that this whole leg of the adventure into late 60s Vietnam is going to be an unwinnable slog for the X-Men. Who would have thought? Join me next time as the slog begins on MDC, the Mega Dumbcast. This has been MDC. New episodes drop every day except for Sundays, when all the previous week's episodes drop in one big megasode on the top-secret patrons-only RSS feed. If you'd like to get access to that feed and support the show, go to patreon.com slash megadumbcast. Contact me however you want. I am Megadumbcast on Twitter, Gmail, Podbean, your favorite podcatcher, etc., etc. This episode's music, used under Creative Commons license, is Take Us to the Nearest Starbase by Astrometrics, whose work you can find at soundcloud.com slash astrometricsband. <laughs>